In today's episode, we're speaking to Susan Kennard. Susan is a known spiritual scientist, a specialist in early childhood trauma, and originally was a psychologist and a psychotherapist in child protections uh, within child protection within a local authority. She has over 20 years of extensive experience working with trauma, including veterans, PTSD. Susan works mostly on Zoom and telephone calls, and today Susan's going to be talking to us and sharing with us how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we have the pleasure of the amazing, the wonderful, the magical Susan Kenrod. Welcome, Susan. Oh, girl, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for being such an amazing guest. So people have heard your intro, Susan, so they know how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, can you tell everybody what it is that you do? I'm known as a spiritual scientist. And the reason why I'm known as a spiritual scientist is because my background is very traditional, very, very scientific, very much looking at the mind and body. And then stepping out of the spiritual closet many years ago, which I'll talk to you more about shortly, I became a channel for Source. So Mm. I work with Source uh, in many, many levels, which I'll discuss later. So I incorporate the soul healing the body and understanding much more about what our mission is in this life wonderful what an amazing what an amazing role and what an amazing purpose so Susan we want to hear I mean this is such an amazing transition from science to spirituality mm-hmm. and I, I can I definitely relate to it because I went from being banking finance lawyer, which is really about numbers and logical and all that to intuitive healings. <laughs> um, I've done a similar sort of, um, you know, transition as you have, but I, yeah. I want to know your, and everybody else wants to know your journey. How did you mm. come to being who you are and doing what you do, especially sure. if you were in the science field, you know, how did you step away from that and open up yourself to, you know, the wonderful world of spirituality? Talk us through. It, it happened when I was around about 27, which in astrology is your Saturn return. Okay. And I didn't know that at the time, but around about, I'm, I'm 52 now, and it was around about, I was about 26, 27. Mm. And I was working in child protection. Mm-hmm. I was a trauma specialist mm-hmm. and I was doing quite a lot of research. So I, I'm psychology, psychotherapy and, and neuropsychology, et cetera, later. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some research into early childhood trauma and working with um, inner center and doing that research on the side. Mm-hmm. So I, I had my postgraduate in psychotherapy and I had an experience where a very good friend of mine called Martin, who had previously been a boyfriend, actually took his life. Oh, and okay. he was very, very young. He was, he was 34 at the time. And uh, when we when we went out together, he'd spoken about when he was 17, he tried to take his life and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, you know, he lived the other side of the world. So I was in the UK, actually, at that time, I was in London, mm-hmm. uh, fairly near you. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, he was in New Zealand. And mm-hmm. uh, his girlfriend actually let me know 
that he'd taken his life. And of course, that was a devastating thing to hear. Um, because as a friend, I would have liked to have, you know, been able to support him as, as many people listening to this maybe have had a similar situation, yeah. you know, where we then haven't got that opportunity. Anyway, three months later, uh, you know, just kind of getting over, you know, the grief and so on. I had a visitation and I was such an evidence based, I still am, but an evidence based mm. practitioner. And so to have this visitation where I actually felt that someone was in the room. Now, I lived on my own in a flat in London. Um, mm. I felt someone was in the room and I felt like literally someone was waking me up um, with my shoulders, but I couldn't move. So I was awake, but I wasn't awake, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I was in my bed. And there was a sense that there was someone in the room. There was also a sense there was a dog. And I just remember thinking, not being afraid, but I was kind of, you know, a bit afraid. I remember thinking, this feels really strange. Mm. So I knew someone was there, but at that time I didn't know it was Martin. So then I couldn't sleep. So for night after night after night, I couldn't sleep. And I told my friends, I said, oh my God, this is so scary. You know, what if this happens again? So one of them got me a reading and they got me a reading and I'd never had a reading before in my life. This woman knew nothing about me and she started describing Martin. And she said, I've got a gentleman here and he's telling you that, He's trying to let you know that he's absolutely fine and he visited you and so on. I'm like, oh, floods of tears, as you can imagine, that this woman knew nothing about me. Long story, long story short, at the end of the reading, she looked at my hands and she said, and this is your path. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you're a, you're a, you're a channel. You're a master psychic. And I said, mm-hmm. really? No way. So anyway, I just dismissed it completely mm-hmm. uh, and went about my daily kind of work that I was doing. And uh, I started getting this sense that um, I, I started getting a sixth sense that I already, already had probably had, but I just had ignored it. Mm-hmm. And I started to know stuff. And then um, being the researcher that I am, and I need evidence for everything. I chose to do meditation. So I found Transcendental Marishi Yogi meditation. Mm-hmm. And I just really literally from that day, my whole world opened up. And then I went to the College of Psychic Studies because I wanted to prove that this was not really how it was, okay? So I thought it was mind and body, but I didn't know it was soul as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't something I'd remembered. Um, You know, obviously I knew it on a soul level, but I didn't know it. And so I just started to do lots of courses and went to loads of lectures and read loads of books. And my spiritual awakening was... That moment, really, when I realized that actually I could see spirit, I could see, I could see into the body, and, and it all just blew me away. And so I just found out more and more about it. And then I realized that we were so much more than this physical body and this brain that I thought for so many years, that's how it is. And then to realize that actually the soul is part of who we are and it just goes on and, and that we can communicate with. Mm. So I think if I hadn't been given clairvoyance, obviously clear seeing, um, clairsentience and clear knowing and clairaudience, if I hadn't been given that at that time, I probably would have just never gone down that road. So I think it was all planned. If I look at my soul plan, it was probably all planned. And that led me then to incorporate, um, live a double life really, because in London at that time, 
all those years ago mm. in psychotherapy you definitely didn't talk about being a medium and you just you know all the people in the office they were like oh give me a reading can you give me a reading but you actually kept it really quiet yeah. and so I ended up working on the platforms in London as a medium giving evidence of survival in another life and then working for local authority London as a specialist in early childhood trauma doing all that research and so that led me to have this kind of double life two lives running parallel at the Mm. same time and then it was many many years later after training as a naturopath having my own children um all that kind of stuff that actually 13 years ago I stepped out of the spiritual closet I had a practice in Harley Street I had, you know, I, I had been in the media. I'd, you know, been really very fortunate that I was interviewed a lot. And one day I just stepped out of that closet and said, actually, I, I work with spirit. I'm a channel for spirit and I incorporate my working with PTSD and trauma and so on. And being a specialist in that with my work with spirit and the doors, the floodgates opened. And the universe lined up, of course, because that's what happens when you step into a mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, you know, the rest is history in a way. But then each year, another amazing opening happens and light language came in about four years ago. I channeled my book, which is out uh, next year called Awaken the Light Within Your Heart. I won the Hay House publishing contract this year. I, you know, I like, I, everything just opens and, you know, as you step fully into who you are. So that, that was kind of like my spirit, my first spiritual awakening, you know, at 27, that was a doorway, but it definitely was not the only spiritual awakening. Um, Mm. and the other one was being, you know, a single parent. With two babies, one was 11 months old, the other one was two, they're now 14 and 12 and a half. And I found myself in a situation in a very difficult uh, relationship with the father of my children and making a decision to actually preserve uh, my children's well-being and myself. Mm-hmm. And that's when the journey happened of stepping out of the closet, the spiritual closet, I call it. Mm. Uh, and that was, yeah. So that was a, a second real spiritual awakening of empowerment. And, and what I do today is, you know, I really help people to fully align to their true soul's mission by healing all of those aspects of, um, perceptions of belief, trauma, you know, and um, past life and epigenetics, everything mm. that stop them from truly living their true mission. And and I do feel that dis-ease, um, you know, I'm, I'm a neuropsychologist as well, so I work with the metaphysical causes of dis-ease, studied viruses for many years, that's another story, uh, and <laughs> quite, a, quite an apt story at the moment, but mm. studied that for many years and looked at, you know, and I help people with pictures of um, messages in their body of dis-ease, of cancer, and all sorts. So I'm not a doctor, don't claim to heal or cure, but I help people to find their own healing journey. And and many, many have found their own healing journey home to themselves. What a fascinating journey. And I, when I was listening to that, one part that I can definitely relate to is something similar to mine. And I, I would say I would have, I had to spiritual awakenings one when I became aware of my intuitive gifts which which was I was just out 
training and I was always fascinated with different stuff and I all, all of a sudden realized everything I'd seen in the past it wasn't a fluke it wasn't something that was affecting in a fragment fragment of my imagination it was actually genuine real that other people can see too and that's yeah. came to me when I was training to, to be intuitive life coach mm-hmm. and and then the second awakening exactly the same as yours when I became a single parent with my two children and when I um and I was in a heavily heavily abusive marriage extremely abusive but I've held on to it with dear life and um but the the final straw came (laughs) when he when I caught him red-handed with this uh, other lady well I knew I found about the affair in March and then I had to catch him red-handed um in August before I finally let go it was awful 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 marriage and that was, um, and I was fully financially dependent on him at the time. And I remember um, when I made the decision, because by then I'd, uh, I did a lot of pro bono work, but I've never took it on professionally. And that was my journey. And then I thought, I can do this. I'm very good at this. I'm actually really good at it. Let me go and make money from it. And then that's when all my money blocks came to service. So that was my second spiritual awakening because until that I hadn't realized what money blocks I had because they all came to the yeah. universe like oh wonderful you want to do this great but let's let's clear <laughs> this first look at this first <laughs> as it does and, and and what you'd attracted as well girl you know like yeah, you know yeah, absolutely I took responsibility for what I'd attracted yeah what a beautiful gift that was to be in a relationship that was really difficult mm. you know I speak about it in my book as well you know in detail yeah. mm. but it's 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 a gift isn't it because perhaps it's, you yeah. wouldn't have been who you are today as I am yeah. I hope you are enjoying today's episode if you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset then please register for my abundance mindset makeover workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I went ahead and, and I, what well, I realized doing something which I is a core element of my teaching now is I manifested my mother's exact life, which wow. is quite a contrast considering I'm a lawyer qualified in three jurisdictions. So yeah. I'm, I'm quite highly trained and there's no reason for me to become at least even if single parent is one thing, but becoming, you know, com- close to poverty, you know, having 137 pounds and coming to her every four weeks, yeah. the kind of the dire situation I put myself into, it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult to understand how can a lawyer mm-hmm. put herself in that situation? Yeah. How does she let get things get that bad? But it makes sense to us because I was manifesting my mother's exact life. Hence, I pulled all those situations to myself yeah. to put myself in that scenario. And, and I, to heal them. And, and to heal them so that course, you stop just, the cycle yeah. of it. Exactly. Yeah. So that my daughter will not carry on. So this is a mm-hmm. great awareness for me. Mm-hmm. And this is why I can definitely relate to you that I had this second spiritual awakening then. And you do. You need a bigger why than yourself, I think, especially if you, as if you are a yeah. giver, if you're a spiritual um, spiritually minded, um, that kind of generosity, you know, the generous person, you're okay. I'm okay. You come, you kind of float around, but yeah. to be able to solidify and make a firm decision, you need to have a solid why. And your kids were your why, as were my oh, kids. To- mine. Totally, because I, I had no idea at that time. I, you know, I had had a mortgage to pay, mm. um, had children, but you know, there's something, and I'm sure it was with you, girl. It's like something just takes over and that mm. is your divine soul and your soul knows 100% that was the right decision yeah that was absolutely the right decision and it you know as much as you have no idea how you're going to deal with it and you have no idea but you know that those babies or those children 
are your reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, um, I think we were discussing off camera before, but my biggest thing has always been about their education. And I'm all, I'm, I'm really concerned. <laughs> I'm, I'm a stickler for a primary education. So I really believe that that's important for them. And that's my belief. So my, my only concern was, and my biggest thing at the, the time I cried the most, not when a car was stolen by them, a car was stolen as well. <laughs> and it oh, wasn't no. insured. And I, I, because he, he there's an element of insurance. So I just, the insurance has stopped and it was stolen literally when the insurance was stopped. Can you imagine, right? I oh, put it off, I, I put it on sworn. Yeah. So there's no insurance because I couldn't afford it. And yeah. um, the car was stolen exactly stolen. when the insurance stopped. So I lost mm. that last bit of thing as well. I cried more when I had to put my kids out there schooling or whatever, yeah. then it, when my car was stolen, considering that was my last thing and all the gold was gone yeah. and everything else. But my goal was my do- my the kids are going to go back. And a year later, my kids were back. I mean, my daughter, my son, I, I think it was about a year, two years later, but I could, I could, I could have put him then as well, but I didn't want to risk of having two private kids and um, pro- yeah. two going private school while I'm still building mm-hmm. my business. So my daughter went, she was only out for one year and she's back in. When you said those, crazy goals yeah you mm-hmm. achieve them uh, absolutely and everyone around me they said um oh you know you know all this the family kind of side of, of course, things yeah yeah but I, I I said to my mom at that time I said mom I am going to be incredibly successful and my children are never ever going to want for anything and that's exactly what's happened but I always thought and I don't know if, if you felt this it was slightly different to you but I always thought I would be successful on the back of him Mm. because and I, I won't you know talk too much about who he is or what, what he does but you know obviously you know I, I don't need to do that but mm. I always thought oh I'll be successful on the back of him he's a great writer etc and actually it's been the complete opposite mm. yeah so uh, that person hasn't done particularly well and yet has incredible gifts mm. um and yet you know I I was so determined like you are girl and it was actually there's nothing better than a direction like that and and the same when people are unwell mm. you know they have something it's like there's nothing better than the thought that you're not going to be here to make you really find out what's going on within and that's the journey all oh, my guides are stepping right in with that one mm. so that you know makes makes us really determined to stay in this experience and and so for us it was our children and not illness Mm. but for some people it is that diagnosis or it is that message that's like oh my goodness I cannot do another year of this or you know in an abusive relationship or a place uh, of work or wherever it might be or a physical body message yeah you need a why. I think this is the point, isn't you it? Do. You need a why. And I think you were given your why and I was given my why. And mm. and it's it's where, you know, you have tunnel vision, you just go go straight ahead. You don't think of yeah. anything else. And failure became a non-option. It failure was yeah. just not an option. I was gonna go, I was going to be successful, doesn't matter how, what, where. Yeah. And I remember when I was, you know, when I when obviously I had to think about going back to work and or do something, when I made mm. the decision to do this. My brother, right? My father at the time, and everybody, everybody thought I was crazy. They thought, you know, that yeah. if you want to go back to work, you'd go back to being a lawyer. And irrespective of that, that, the fact that I'd been out for a good ten years and I have to start from scratch, yeah. that doesn't matter. You know, you, yeah. you're going to be a lawyer. You know, go and be a lawyer. And da, da, da. and I, m- I remember thinking, no, I know yeah. what I want to do, and I want. I mean, I, again, 
even that decision, I think I could have been swayed into going back into law. But the thought of, because yeah. I, I remember being in the corporate environment, and if I'm starting from scratch, I knew how much effort I would have to put in. So doing 70, 80 hours a week away from my kids, but they already weren't seeing the father, they weren't seeing the mother either, and they would have, yeah. I'll have to get a nanny. Yeah. That was horrendous thought. I thought, yeah. I'd rather starve. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to put my kids through this out when they don't see the father, don't see the mother. They 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 will grow up without a parent. I was not yeah. going to do that to my kids. So this was another reason for my decision. Mm-hmm. If I did not have my kids, if I was not in that situation, I don't know if I'll be here, Susan. I same, same. So yeah. this is where the mm-hmm. motivation comes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For people who are ill, as you're saying, mm-hmm. the, the motivation is, I actually want to live. I don't want to die yet. Yeah, and that's absolutely. what it, the the why comes in. The why has to be incredibly solid before you make the you, you make a solid decision. Yeah, and then remember, once you made a decision, you need to have the gumption to stick by. Because remember, I'm sure you had so many <laughs> roller coaster rides on the way, as I have on yeah. the way. This journey isn't smooth, yeah. and it's not uh, it's no. not easy. But no. you stick with it because your yeah. why is seen, you know, on a daily basis. I, I wake up in the morning and I see both my kids in the evening and so forth, and. Yeah, Every same. day that I get the boost, okay, I need to carry on for them, right? And I think the drive as well, you know, what's coming to me as you're talking is that the the pure drive of your spiritual mission, mm. and you may not even know, like if you're listening to this, you may not even know specifically what that is, and it doesn't have to be what we're doing. It, it will be what lights you up. But that yeah. pure drive within you, you will have chosen at some point in your life to wake up and go oh my goodness on a soul level I remember who I am and actually I'm a creator being and I co-create with the universe whether Mm -hmm. you believe in God source whatever it might be yeah you're Mm co-creating so you're co-creating so basically you you have everything you need at your fingertips but you just forget you have everything you need. So you have to go through all that meandering, which I'm sure you did, a meandering of like, you know, <laughs> doing the work on yourself, which is never ending. Oh, and that's that was never ending. Clearing. Because we, because we, yeah. I think, I, what's the point otherwise? Yeah, because we're growing, aren't we? We need to, yeah. when you, I think the yeah. only time you stop growing is when you die, when you're in six foot under. So otherwise, yeah. or, you're constantly or above. <laughs> yeah, well, you're spiritually above, but physically body yeah. is in six foot under. But yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Uh, you, yeah. you should there should be an element of constant growth and learning yes. and developing and so of course yeah. you have to clear and we we are physical you know we are spiritual beings having this physical experience so we yeah. do take on um energies from other people we take in ideas and then people calling into us as well as you'll understand yeah. those yeah. chords and those and then obviously there's entities and yeah. you know and there's low vibration entities which come in mm-hmm. as well so people don't actually realize how much we're surrounded by entities just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not around and they're the vibrational match to where yeah. you are. So, exactly. you know, keeping that vibration uh, refined um, mm. and clear. It's and, very important. Yeah, it's very especially right now. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we can have a whole discussion about that, but I know, oh, yeah. I do know mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that I talk, I, this is something that I teach quite quite a lot. And whereas, you know, you if somebody um, falls low, you know, if they go into low vibration, the problem is, you at times, you know, these low vibrational entities latch on at that moment, and then it's in their in their interest mm-hmm. to keep you in that low vibration because mm-hmm. they're feeding off you. If you raise yeah. from it, you'll detach, and they don't want that. And this is why you get stuck Actually. in loop, and you know, well, alcoholism, and there's so many other things to come up. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw it, I addiction. see it from that com- those addictions from the compassionate point of view because I know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the individual's fault; they have no. these issues. 
Um, and <laughs> anyway, we could have a whole new discussion on one that. But, anyway. but I saw that in PTSD with veterans, you know, like going way back. That was, yeah. you know, real eye opening for me. And I did that pro bono, by the way, like mm. you did. Your, yeah. Mm. And um, I started to, I did it for about four years working with veterans with PTSD and I noticed a trend. Yeah. And that's how research happens, doesn't it? Anecdotally, yeah. and then it ends up being research. And uh, just noticed a pattern with early childhood trauma and entity and attachment. Mm. And I noticed that every, I could see it in the eyes, but every single veteran I work with, mm. once we cleared um, the trauma, the early childhood trauma, firstly, the PTSD symptoms were not there anymore, mm. but also the attachment and the entity had gone as well. And they started yeah. to show me oh, I want to kind of set up a charity or I want to help with this person or I understand now why I didn't die on the battlefield and my mate did, you know, mm. it's like this kind of stuff, yeah? So we, those low vibrations that you were just talking about, mm. girl, actually it makes total sense that if people have experienced, you know, sexual abuse, yes. childhood trauma, mm. uh, domestic uh, abuse in relationships, um, yeah, and also you know, past life stuff as well, but just yeah. talking about this life, yeah. then this is held in the field, isn't it? As a cellular vibration. Yeah. So, and then you attract vibrating entities yeah. who are on those low vibrations and then they keep you there. So it's like an, a vicious cycle. You're stuck there now yeah. until you get seek external help. But I mean, yeah. that's another conversation altogether because even yeah, yeah. when you are on that level, they don't, you know, you don't think about seeking help because you don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And those entities, it's in their interest to make sure that your eyes are covered and your ears are closed up to hearing anything like that. But anyway, well, this has been a fascinating conversation. We have to mm-hmm. um, discuss it further a bit more, but maybe a, m- more on money talk. Um, tell Susan, yeah. uh, tell us, Susan, where can we connect with you? How can we find you on the internet? Sure. So my website is my name. Uh, so it's Susan Kennard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, and then .co.uk, and in the States, .co.uk, because they don't say co.uk. <laughs> uh, so, and across Facebook, the same, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, it's all my name, Instagram. The only difference is sometimes there's a one at the end of it. So it might be Susan Kennard one, Instagram, Susan Kennard one um, on LinkedIn, and then everything else is Susan Kennard. And I have a YouTube channel as well, which is my name again, just Susan Kennard. (laughs) So all the links that and all the all the social media handles that Susan just mentioned will be Mm. in our notes. So if you if you listen to us on the podcast, and remember in the show in the show notes, we will have all the links for Susan. And if you're watching this muted and down below in the description section we will have all her links once again do check her out she is one kick-ass lady as someone um, i recently came across actually on linkedin that's how we connected and mm-hmm. uh, i fell in love with her work and her energy is amazing as you can see do check her out and um do see how she can help you and support you on your abundance journey and i want to reiterate this if you are on an abundance journey, if you are, uh, you know, looking at transitioning and all sorts of things, or working, trying to work out why you have a where you're stuck where you are, I want to um, reiterate this: childhood traumas, other um, elements of a uh, traumas, doesn't have to be childhood traumas, but any kind of traumas, be it gold trauma, be it financial trauma, be it sexual trauma, any kind of trauma will hold you back. And uh, you know, so in, in those circumstances, you do need to seek help. And um, in that regard, both Susan and I can help you. So do check her out and see how she can help you in, in any of those areas we just talked about. Anyway, so thank you so much, Susan. We have to thank have you. you back on my talk because I think I love talking to you, darling. So please do come back. And, but thank you for being an amazing guest for us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
And thank you so much for joining me and Susan today on Friday Feature. I will be back on another Friday Feature with another amazing guest. I'm listening to their journey and finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.